You got water. You got fans. AC. Cold pack swimming pool. What are you doing? Are you are you prepared for this heat headed our way? You got the irrigation turned on? What's it going to be like out in the field? There are a lot of big questions here as a major heat wave, potentially all-time record-setting heat wave, bears down on Wycombe County and the Pacific Northwest. Whew. The numbers in the forecast are temperature numbers that I've never seen in my lifetime. And some of the numbers I think are beyond what are, you know, has ever been seen, at least in recorded history here locally. Will this materialize? What's going on with all of this heat? How dangerous could this be? And particularly, this is the farming show, what impact is this going to have on farming over the next few days when the, the most heat is apparently supposed to arrive, but then the heat... Maybe not at that level, but still a significant amount of heat supposed to continue for some time after joining us on the farming. Did I say I'm Dylan Honku, by the way, on KGMI, uh, joining us on the farming show this morning, uh, our weather guru uh, that normally we talk to, you know, when other kinds of storms are bearing down on us, wind storms, ice storms, snow storms. This isn't technically a storm, Rufus, but Rufus Lalone is with us. Uh, he's at the Weather Cafe, uh, twice weekly, long range, uh, you know, looking at the possibilities in the weather models, weather blog. He joins us on the show right now. Rufus, what is going on with this heat? Good morning, Dylan. Yes, it's been a while since we've talked because we've had fairly decent weather, normal weather. Uh, the event coming up is being discussed by scientists up and down the West Coast, even the East Coast. They're getting attention to Portland, Seattle. Uh, I was just hearing that the Seattle area, the number of households that even have air conditioning is around 34, 35 percent. So whenever it gets in the 90s, everybody gets pretty sweaty. This, in, this event has been on the charts for about a week and a half now, and it's really been magnified. And the overall pattern is an upside down bowl of high pressure. High pressure usually gives us sunny, clear weather. Uh, this time of year, it gives us sunny weather, but it's usually pretty hot because the air gets compressed down to the surface of the earth. Uh, some of the weather models for Sunday, Monday are showing a barometric pressure of the high pressure dome above us, that bowl, um, with the highest pressure recorded. So that would be really high pressure pushing down on the surface of the earth, and that air just gets compressed. And, and when you compress air, now these guys that work in auto mechanics and stuff, they know it, it causes it to heat up. So some of the temperatures in the models are extreme, 115, 120. That's, that's probably not likely. But um, we're going to probably see temperatures at 100 degrees or more for at least Sunday and Monday in the Pacific Northwest. Seattle, Bellingham, I think I read that Bellingham's had three days above 93 or above since 1978. Um, and we're looking at probably 95 to 96 in Bellingham even on Sunday and or Monday. So this will be a very major heat event and uh, the West Coast is all going to be involved. Electricity usage is going to skyrocket and we can only hope that our areas up here will not suffer from brownouts like they were already talking about in California. Yeah, the heat is bad enough and whether you have AC or not can be a complicating factor. And then on top of that, if the power goes out or you have a brownout and you can't even necessarily keep the fans going, it could get scary pretty fast and we aren't used to that here. No, we've never had this type of event 
this intensive heat on record in July or August because temperatures that are forecast doesn't mean it'll happen, but we talked long enough for all these decades that when these things show up on the model, we better pay attention. Yeah. They would be breaking not only the record for June, which here's a few areas that get 100 degrees in this time of year, but the record for the highest temperature ever recorded in many west side locations. And the eastern side of Washington state is not going to be excluded from all this. They may be hit a day or so later. So that's part of the concern. We don't, none of us, a lot of us have never even experienced these kind of temperatures. Fortunately, the humidity is not like it is in the east, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be hot and have potential impact on, on animals, on pets, on plants, on agriculture, and on us as individuals. You mentioned humidity. What is the humidity going to look like as we get into this really hot, these hot temperatures later today, uh, tomorrow, Monday? Probably in the 30s to 45%, which is uh, not unusual for us at all. And that's kind of what, but the models are back and forth. What may save us a little bit going into Tuesday is an upper level low, a low pressure system moving off the coast of California, moving north. And that's going to bring a little bit more humid air in, but also hopefully cause the moncho or flow to cool the temperature down. But we got to get to Tuesday first. Yeah. Well, between now and Tuesday, what do you think? What what could we see? I mean, again, you talk about the possibilities. We saw you were reporting at the Weather Cafe. By the way, you can find that at OVS.com. You got to scroll down to close to the bottom of the page now is where you can find it at OVS.com. Click on the Weather Cafe and uh, Mondays and Fridays, uh, Rufus updates his blog there, kind of taking a, a long-range look at the possibilities that the weather models show. You've been reporting that this could be heading our way. Now we're right on top of it. You think this is really going to happen, these over 100-degree temperatures, even up here in Whatcom County? I, I mean, already this morning, it looks like we could be heading towards that. Well, I think the possibility is high enough that we have to be ready for it, period. Um, right now, the high-pressure dome that's developing is setting up over uh, B.C., Canada. And if you see the satellite picture, especially those in motion, you get this swirling motion, uh, kind of technical, but it's, it's basically setting up this omega high, which in the winter gives us some of our coldest weather coming out of the east. Yeah. But right now, it can predict the highest temperatures because it's high pressure this time of year. We had a little bit like this happen last year set off all those major fires on the West Coast because it never happened that early in the year. Well, now we're getting one of these highs even earlier than that. So I'm, I'm thinking it would not be impossible to have temperatures 100 to 105 uh, up and down the West Coast from uh, from Salem area, Eugene, north into Bellingham. Uh, uh, Linden area is probably higher likelihood of getting 100 plus yeah. because they're not right on the coast. You guys are always about five degrees warmer than Bellingham usually. And uh, this is not an east wind event. In fact, we wish we would have some wind that make us feel cooler. The other part of this uh, event that's so magnificent or uh, magnified is that the temperatures at night are going to be much warmer than they usually are in the northwest, which is why we don't have air conditioning. Right. You, know, you pop the window open, you might put a fan in, you cool down, you start over the next day. Right now, forecasts are showing 68 to 72 uh, degrees Fahrenheit for overnight lows with very little breeze. Those low temperatures will probably break records for being so warm because that's normally our high time, high afternoon temperatures this time of year. Right. And that's going to be the low. The low. You can open up the windows in the house, but if the air temperature outside still isn't that cool, it's pretty darn 
tough to get all the heat out of the house. Yeah, it could easily be in the 90s by 11 o'clock at night, which you see in the desert southwest, and they're used to right. it. But up here, I don't know. It's going to be... This is one of those things, you know, it's exciting because it's kind of a phenomenon you don't ever see, but it's very scary because of the impact on individuals and also on agriculture. I mentioned the Weather Cafe, yeah. having worked in the small food industry for 40 years, now retired. But, you know, my friends, <laughs> they're like family. You, you're included, you and your family. Uh, worked with for many years. This kind of heat is very bad on, on the small fruits, the soft fruits. It scalds them. They get off color. Uh, they shrivel up some of the blueberries. All the crops that have a high value for IQ, individually frozen fruit, um, that, that we hardly ever get out of these things when it's 95 to 96 degrees for a day or two. And that damages fruit. We're at the point where a lot of the fruit is in a critical stage of development to have sun scald and have shrivel. So it's the worst possible timing for uh, small fruit growers. They'll be impacting other crops, just let alone um, the yield loss itself. So, yeah. folks, we, we talk about this on the farm perspective, but also protect yourself and property. That's really important. Yeah, and you're exactly right about the, the danger to the fruit crops. I know there's some people out there talking about just getting started picking the next you know, few days here, potentially. Oh and some people are saying, I don't know, by the time we get out there, I don't know what's going to be left. Uh, and maybe that's overly dramatic, but the impacts could be severe on particularly red raspberries, blueberries as well. Again, like you say, Rufus, when we've had temperatures, you know, even, you know, mid 80s um, for multiple days at a time, you'll get sunburn on the fruit. You'll get some of these problems that you talked about. We're potentially seeing temperatures, could, you know, today, tomorrow, Monday, uh, could see temperatures 15 or 20 degrees higher than that. It's it's scary to think about yeah. what, what could happen here. And not only does it damage the fruit, but then, you know, the stress on the plant um, as it's, you you know, transpiration is ramped up significantly, so it has a hard time keeping enough water uh, to its foliage. We're already in a situation here in Whatcom County where a lot of the fields don't have a huge canopy uh, developed kind of because of how the spring went along. Um, wow. you, you know, Normally, you don't necessarily need a huge canopy, and sometimes a big canopy can be a problem. If we have a wet summer, it keeps more moisture in the bush, and you have more mold problems. But right now, we need a canopy on these bushes for shade to shade the fruit shade the plant and unfortunately in a lot of fields it's not there as strongly as we might see in some other years so it, that could make it even worse I, i'm very concerned about what could happen and that, that's where i'm hoping that some of these things are wrong and, and maybe that temperature at least settles out at a, a you know 90 95 uh you know it, i've heard a lot of people saying i man i hope this forecast is wrong but as we get into it and these numbers continue to pop up in the models uh it's looking like it's probably going to happen True. The real atmosphere now is setting itself up to do with the models have been showing for about seven days. So that's the part that, you know, how we get out of this is going to be how long will it last. But right now it's, it's pretty scary from an agricultural point of view and it'll make a lot of news. I mean, California is not escaping. They, they always get hot weather in the valley, but their temperatures are going to break records there. So this is mm. truly from, you know, Utah to the West. Uh, all the way up into uh, the central BC, a very significant weather event. It's not a windstorm, it's not an ice storm, but it's definitely a heat storm. Yeah, and, and I think I was thinking that as as we open too. I, you know, talking about discussing storms with you in the past. Really, in in a lot of ways, this is because there will be damage. Um, and as you said, the number one priority should be people. I mean, uh, everyone should be taking care of themselves, keeping cool, staying out of the sun. And, you know, thinking about workers, 
and people out, well, you know, the, the farmers and the farm workers who all together have to be out in the field doing stuff, you know, at some point it, it may not be worth it. Yeah. You know, and, and some folks may need to be stepping back and, and trying to keep cool and, and see what happens here over the next couple of days rather than pushing themselves uh, too hard in this potentially dangerous heat. Right. I mean, this, this kind of heat is dangerous to be working in too long and too hard. Yeah, and a lot of people are not used to it, especially when we haven't had a summer yet. We're just getting started. And as we always emphasize this, personal uh, health and safety and that of our labor force, uh, our agricultural uh, growers and stuff on the West Coast are extremely cognizant of the quality of their people and taking care of them. And I know every farmer out there will do the best for the people that work on their farm and their family. Don't worry about the crop. That'll take care of itself. If it's gone, it's gone. But we don't want to have any injuries or sickness. So uh, folks always have to be told about the weather. And when it's hot, you take water and you don't put things in your car. But every time this happens, people leave an animal, a child, Mm. a car. And it's tragic. And there's not going to be room for forgiveness. This weather develops the way it's already developing. Well, leaving a pet or a child in a car is dangerous even at 80 degrees. I can't imagine that at a 105. I mean, you have minutes or seconds uh, before it becomes dangerously hot in a vehicle. Uh, yeah. Probably seconds at that that temperature. Again, Rufus Lalone with the Weather Cafe is with us uh, right now on the Farming Show here on KGMI. Um, yeah, again, very worried about what this could mean for crops. We've talked a lot about the berry crops. It's going to be hard on the grass crops for the dairy folks as well because um, it's going to dry fields out. You know, corn, there's a lot of corn up here, uh, Rufus, but, you know, corn and love heat units that's what causes it to grow fast and mature well but at the same time all the heat's going to dry things out and it needs water too so it's going to be tough probably to keep enough water on everything you know a lot of folks up here we get enough water that you know some folks are able to get away with hardly irrigating or not even irrigating their corn at all depending on the location some people irrigate their corn more heavily but it's going to be tough uh, to keep everything going. I don't know about the seed potatoes as well. Um, they're at a point where they're, you know, getting into bloom. Um, they have quite a bit of foliage uh, just in the last, you know, few weeks um, to support. And, you know, that's, again, that much more plant that transpires moisture, can dry things out. They need to be sizing up tubers here soon. So this could be um, one that we're talking about not in a good way uh, in a month or two uh, as this all shakes out. Rufus, back to the models, though. It was interesting, you know, a week or two ago, I follow some, you know, pretty hardcore weather geek type folks on social media. And, you know, some of these, (laughs) the the weather models were popping up these numbers and they're saying, this is just no way. There's, could somebody, you know, check the, the supercomputers that run these models, you know, and, and see, you know, what, what wrong piece of, you know, something got messed up in the formula. How are they kicking out these crazy numbers, you know, 110, 112, 114 for Seattle, some of these numbers. I, it's looking like it won't be quite that hot, but it's, it turns out those ridiculous numbers weren't that far off. Yeah, they might have been uh, predicting the computer, certain models predicting 10 degrees higher than it will actually be. But when even when you subtract that 10 degrees off, we're still talking 110, 112 degrees, 104, 106 degrees. 
Those are all huge temperatures for this part of the world for more than one day. In fact, I think Seattle's record, they've been 100 degrees one time or two, but not two days in a row of 100 Mm. degrees plus. And they could have that Sunday and Monday. So the overall impact will be uh, unknown because we've never seen this before. We've had experiences like it, similar and smaller scale, less time, less temperature. And that's why in agriculture, we know kind of things to worry about. Growers will be probably spending most of their effort with the watering side just to keep the plants alive for next year. If they're an annual crop, they'll just be trying to survive as much as they can. But on some of our biennials, like the raspberries and the berries and tree fruits, um, the ground is going to be dry. We've had no rain. Irrigation helps. The thing is, this event's going to probably subside a little bit by Tuesday, Wednesday. The models are going back and forth for the 1st and 3rd of July to the 5th and 6th. Um, the models for several days now showed it back into the 90s through the holiday weekend. And folks, if you're going to do some fireworks and stuff like that, hey, why don't you skip it this year? Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. you talk a lot of risk. We had fire issues last year when we had a high pressure dome yeah. coming on earlier than normal. So, it, you know, think about everything around you, not just yourself. Hate yeah. to be babysitting, but we have to. There's no, I think you're stupid. exactly right. And 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 if anybody's skeptical, I mean, this is two pretty darn patriotic guys here talking on the radio, <laughs> both you and I, Rufus. Uh, so it has nothing to do with that. But man, uh, you know what? You know, you got to do a pretty serious risk assessment uh, when you're thinking about doing something like that, considering the conditions, rather than just plowing ahead with what you do every year on the 4th without uh, considering what's going on around you. Any indication beyond that? Uh, could things cool down after the 4th? Yeah, we are looking at, in the, like I said, the models I watch over time and I talk about my weather cafe. If I see it three days in a row, a couple times a day on the models, I'll usually talk about it. And so it's been shown at least if we do get the warm up during the 4th of July weekend, it won't be as hot as now. And it'll cool off around the 5th and 6th, 7th and cool down to our normal July period weather with another heat up again around the 8th to 10th of July, maybe oh in the mid to upper 90s, but nothing this extreme right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a normal pattern. We can all deal with that one day here, one day there, a couple yeah, of days. Exactly. And one day here, one day there of 90s, not of 100s. Right. It's, just, it's mind-boggling to even be talking about these kinds of numbers here in western Washington. And I know um, easily in the triple digits for quite a few days over on the east side. I, I don't know, eastern Washington, what some of the high temps might be over there. Are we talking like 115? 100 teams, yeah, 100 teams. Yeah, that's, that's what they're looking at. Yikes. And that's very, they obtain those numbers close to that every once in a while. But to have multiple days where it's over 100, you know, Pasco, Tri-Cities, they can get five or six days yeah. in a row where it's over 100. But if it's 110, 115, three days in a row, and then it cools off to 106, oh my gosh, you know, it's just, it's just hard on everybody and everything. And uh, even mechanical things don't work well in the heat. Yeah, exactly. Rigs overheating, you know, anything that involves plastics getting really soft and, and yeah, all kinds of, I just, my mind could go on and on. Rufus Lalone with the Weather Cafe. Again, you can find the Weather Cafe at ovs.com. It's not up on the main menu bar anymore. Uh, the site redesign if you've been looking for it it's you got to scroll down close to the bottom of the home page at ovs.com which is where you can find uh, the weather cafe the big uh, round uh, teal and, and white uh, weather cafe logo down there click on that rufus has updates usually uh, mondays and fridays um, as he tracks these trends and the possibilities and and like we say um, rufus the the main 
point of, of us talking about this, of what you're doing, you know, week in and week out at the Weather Cafe is to alert people to the possibilities. Um, that becomes as important as, you know, fine detail accurate to the number forecasting is being able to prepare in case something happens. And that's why I appreciate the reporting, the information you've been sharing about this possibility heading our way, because I think a lot of people have been able to prepare at least as best they can uh, with that knowledge for the last week or so that this could be happening and now it looks like it probably will be happening. So thank you for what you do. Again, OVS.com. Scroll down near to the bottom. Weather Cafe. That's where Rufus's blog is. Rufus Lalone with us on the farming show this morning. Thanks for your time and, and stay cool down there in Oregon. You two up there. Thank you, everybody. Be careful.